All right. Whoa, that was loud. <laughs> Welcome to the Humane Roundup Podcast. We're here live at the Texas Animal Control Association. Taka. Taka. And it is their 40... I say taka. It's their 48th? 48th. 48th annual conference. How sick is that? That's crazy. We're here. We're, so it's Ashley Bishop. Hello. Daniel Ettinger. We're face to face. First time in two years. Ever. Well, we've been recording. ever, but... Also, also in two years. So... Here on the podcast, we like to do a lot of different things, but this is different. We're literally face-to-face. we got a live studio audience behind us. Hi, ladies. You can say hi. Say hi. Hello. That's better. What's up with it? Oh. (laughs) In Texas, they say, what up with it? (laughs) All right, so Charles Patrick Hernandez. What's up, my man? Doing good. Doing good. Good, man. Good to hear from you. So we want to make sure our listeners kind of know, you and I met probably four years ago. Maybe five yeah, years about ago. Three, three or four years ago. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and I know you got some interesting stuff. How long have you been doing animal control? I've been doing animal control since 1996. When were you born, uh, Bishop? Uh, about eight years before that. <laughs> <laughs> 1996. I started in 1996, man. I started, uh, yeah, it was 96. 96. I started in Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas, in West Texas. And now you're where? You're, you're, st- you're still in Lubbock or no? No, I'm, uh, I moved to, uh, to Fort Worth in... 2002, and then uh, around 2007, I decided to get back into animal control. Okay. And I've been with the city of Fort Worth Animal Control since then. How big of an area? How big of an area? Mm -hmm. Very big area. We're close to a million. Because we we cover the city as well as we cover Tarrant County, which is the the county that Fort Worth sits in. How many officers? Not enough. Uh, <laughs> well, we're hiring, we all by feel the way, that. if anybody's looking for a job. <laughs> uh, so on a good, like you know, everything's going great. It's supposed to be twenty-six. Right wow. now, we're not near that. But twenty-six officers. Uh, mm-hmm. So you got like five different areas. You got the north, the south, the east, the west. Do you central. do like investigators, bite bite officers? They, or, we used to do that. Yeah, but uh, we kind of did away with it. So now what they do is they have different areas. So let's just take, for instance, the north. There's like a senior, there's a supervisor, a senior, senior officer, and then mm-hmm. you have uh, so many officers that work under them. And they go out and they do all the service calls and stuff like that. So if we come across anything like a cruelty situation or whatever, mm-hmm. then usually a senior officer takes lead on it. And then uh, we have a detective that works with the police department, Fort Worth Police Department. I'm going to give him a shout out. Billy Byers, he's the best dude ever. What up, Billy? <laughs> yeah, Billy's a good dude. Uh, he, uh, he handles a lot of the cruelties. Yeah. So are you guys through a police department or are you... No, we're, we're actually under co-compliance. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're under co-compliance. But okay. I've been... Uh, so like, like my specialty, uh, I'm in special projects because I'm special. Well, we, we figured <laughs> that out. Thank you. So. <laughs> no, he's super special. <laughs> <laughs> so we do... Uh, so what I'm, a, I'm, a special, I'm special projects. I'm uh, part of the straight team. So basically what I do is I don't have an area. I just can patrol the whole city of Fort Worth and... And we just kind of go balls to the wall and just go fuck shit up. All right, real quick. <laughs> if you had your choice, lariat, <laughs> catch pull, snappy snare. So I'm a, I'm a lariat guy. Uh, you only I'm asked a, that because you knew the answer and you I'm just wanted somebody pull. on your team. Yeah, I'm I know he's a lariat. Yeah, he, he out here roping stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been a... Uh, he's the ropist with the mostest. Yeah, I've been... <laughs> I got some. We, we got some pretty good officers. I have some some really good guys that uh, that I work with. That um, so when we first started this straight team there in Fort Worth, we did it. I think it was like seven or eight years ago. Right. So the the director came in. 
So let me go. Let me kind of flash back on this. So there was a girl <coughs> who was uh, who was a, who, who was attacked by their neighbor's dog. It was a Rottweiler or something like that. Three year old little girl. She gets killed. Mm. She dies. She gets attacked. She dies. Poor girl. So then uh, the director decided he wanted to do something, and he what he wanted to do was he wanted to uh, to get a group of guys and just mainly go chase dogs, and that happened just to be my criteria because you know we're, we're pretty good at it. Yeah. So we, uh, myself and two other guys, we just started doing it. And at first, we looked like a couple of chickens with their heads cut off. <laughs> but when it started working out and we started getting a game plan, I mean, these guys, I mean, just one of the guys that I work with, his name is Jose Flores. I mean, he's like a, I can, uh, I can get him, uh, I mean, we can go out on a call and, and I don't have to say nothing. We don't even talk to each other. We can just nice. look at each other and already that. know what we're going to do when we're coming across stuff. So when you throw, when you throw your rope, you throw it underhand or overhand? I can do both. Yeah. What do you prefer? Just overhand. Yeah, overhand. I got to say, yeah. we're in Texas. Did you really expect to find somebody that was into the catch pole or, Larry, or the now, snappy snare, or is it a Texan thing? Now, let me tell you, though. <clears throat> so when I first got into animal control, it was catch poles. Yeah. So I worked with a guy. And and uh, it was a guy by the name of Lee. His name was Leroy Gonzalez, and God rest his soul, he passed away. But he was one of my he was one of my guys that that I learned off of. And uh, this guy watched him throw his catch pole, like a a catch pole. He threw. threw did he hold on to the end? He held on to the end. He would throw it. But he what he would do is, is he got some uh, he got some bolts and stuff, and he put it to the cable, mm-hmm. and he had it tightened down. So he had the leash right here. And so okay. when the dog oh. went by, he would just chunk it out there. And, it was and this cinched. guy would catch the dogs. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, wow. Oh. You know? <laughs> I bet his wrists got messed up, though. No, he was, just, he was just good at it. And then, wow. so when he was doing that stuff, I got to where, like, I can, like if I get a dog lined up on the side of the fence, I, could, I would go at an angle, and I would catch him with the pole. So when I got to Fort Worth, you know, uh, these guys were roping. There was a guy named Jimmy Thetford. He was my trainer, mm-hmm. and uh, Jimmy was a—he was a trick roper. He used to go nice. overseas, and he was in a western show like the the old. So a cowboy. Yeah, like cow. He's real cowboy. He's one hundred and ten percent cowboy. <laughs> and he looked at me one day, and we were out there, and I was running after this dog with the pole, and he goes, and he just looked at me, because you know, he goes, I think you'd probably do better with a rope than you did with that pole. So do you use an old lariat? I use a soft lariat. Soft one, yeah. 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 Not those real stiff ones. So there's a difference. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a big difference. Big difference. I don't yeah. use a lariat. I didn't even know what they were until the podcast happened and I started listening. <laughs> no, so you should because lariats, I, 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 like everybody has their their skill and what they're good at. But when you catch a dog on a lariat, it ain't nothing like that. Yeah, this like, is a, this is. It ain't nothing like getting it to pull to hook on the on the lariat. This is an old one. That's a video of you catching it? Right. That's my that's that's Jose right there that's in the front there. He missed, of course. There I am. Damn. Hey, Man. You, you gotta send that to me so we can put it up on the so people know what we're talking about. You yeah, you guys wanna see that because like it's legit. It, it was legit. Dogs running past and nope. <laughs> Joke's on you, dog. So tell us a little bit about what are your like favorite memories of the job? What do you have that sits with you that you'll never forget? Oh man, favorites? Yes, sir. Oh man! You know what? You know what? Okay, I'll talk tell you about that. putting you on the spot. Right? Yeah, putting it, putting me on the spot there. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, well, I mean, one of the one of the good ones here recently, you know, Jaden here. You know, she Who's started. Jaden. Jaden, come here. over here, please. Jaden. Miss Jaden started animal control. You have a voice. Woohoo! Miss Jaden started animal control and <laughs> hold up, and I talked her into it. Hey, Jaden's the one that said something like, "What did you say?" What up with it? She said, "What up with it?" 
And then she said something about OnlyFans. I don't know. She's only Get in here. She's got, she's got one customer. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's uh, you know, that, like, I guess basically one of my good, a lot of my, a lot of good memories that I have just have to deal with people that I've interacted with and people that I've worked with, like great people, man. I've worked with some really good people, you know, uh, and helped out a lot of people getting, that wanted to get started in Animal Patrol, like I said, like Jaden. And, uh, so you recruited her? Yes. Jayden where recruited where her. were you from before? Um, just Forest Hill. I actually met him whenever I went to surrender a dog because I didn't know my city had animal control. Um, so we actually kind of met that way. And then I guess he saw something in me that I didn't because I couldn't see myself doing it. But then, you know, you kind of get a hang of it. And that's basically it. <laughs> but she can't rope, though. No, I Are you teaching her how to rope? You know what we did? So we did this training when I worked in Denver, and what we would do is um, we would get a stuffed dog and put it on a cart, <laughs> yeah, and then push the cart so the dogs on the other side, like they're, and then just throw the cart, and people would have to try to rope it when it would go past. So them. we did, you know the you know the 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 stuffed or the. The coyotes where you know you can hit it with a bow and arrow or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. So we got a one of those uh, that moves furniture, you know, with the wheels, and we stuck it on top of that, and then somebody would run, <laughs> just have trying to, to rope it and stuff. Jaden, what's your favorite part of the job? Honestly, getting dogs back to their owners. <laughs> That's your favorite part. It's more like rewarding. Um, I deal with a lot of people that are kind of in the um, ghetto. So, can you, can you describe the definition of a ghetto? <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, what you know about the ghetto? You in the fifth ward? Wait, you in the fifth ward? No, that's that. They, that's where, where, where she's at is not. It's not the ghetto. It's not that bad compared to Houston, but I mean, it's just like people who just don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't Let care about anything. Out. They don't take animal control seriously. That kind of stuff. I mean. So then, what's your biggest challenge? Is it that? The community? With, it's definitely the community, the owners. Um, I don't really know how else to explain it. <laughs> what? So do you have like a favorite memory though so far in this one year? Favorite memory? It was probably I had like five horses out mm -hmm. on a very busy road. Um, it was just chasing them throughout traffic, oh, trying to get them. <sighs> so yeah, and not get them hit by a car and then like cows, livestock. Have I actually roped one cow? Thank you, Charles. Hey, hey, she's she's working on roping. Okay, now, give her some credit. When you roped it, it was just standing there eating grass. Shut up, walking. Dan. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> he was walking. <laughs> he was definitely walking. Well, do you feel like this is something you can do for a long time? Uh, definitely. Okay. I think she's probably going to get recruited into being a policeman or something because she works under the police department. Okay. Would you so, want to do police work? Eventually. Okay. Eventually. That's good. Yeah, she'll probably want that going. A lot of people do that, right? They use this as an opportunity for growth. The one thing that I would say to you, one of the skills that, and not saying policemen don't have it or police officers don't have it, but one skill that you learn in this job that most people don't get is how you talk to people, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't have that ability to put somebody in handcuffs or um, talk to them in a way that some police officers are disrespectful. And so when you meet somebody with a level of respect, uh, you're usually treated that same way, mm -hmm. right? And so I think mm -hmm. that goes a long, long way yeah, it does. when you're out there in the field. And also learning to speak to somebody on their level. Mm -hmm. um, so I would think that if you're working in the quote unquote ghetto area, like you have a little bit more freedom of speech in that area and you can kind of 
you know, use your voice. You can talk to them on their yeah. level a little bit. So. Yeah, we have uh, we have a, a high Hispanic mm. population in Fort Worth. Okay, can and you do so, y'all speak Spanish? Yeah. I call him for help. <laughs> so, so anyway, we have a <clears throat> we had a girl that was uh, she spoke Spanish and, and she's she's white, you know, but she speaks she speaks the formal stuff. Okay. And so she goes up there, you know, she'll go to, she'll go, and she would go on a call, and she would talk to people. Buenos dias. Yeah, no, she was, like, bringing these big words in, you know, it's just, and, and there's a certain way that you can, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, she's talking these big college words to these people that, you know, that don't understand what well, she's talking about. there's a part of report you know? to, to that. Right, and she doesn't, she wouldn't get it. She yeah. doesn't get it. And then so a lot of times it'd be funny because I, you know, what was the funny part of it was, like, I'd come across these people, and they would say, pues el otro día llegué una gringa y me estaba hablando, pero yo no sé cómo estaba practicando porque mira, and it just started going off. <laughs> and I'm just looking at him like, okay, I know who it was. <laughs> I had to throw out on the banana. Once you said gringa, I was like, yeah. yeah. She, yeah he could, so she started telling me all this stuff and she was using these big words and, and I was just, I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. And I was like, oh, okay. Because it's a certain way. It's a certain yep. way that you have to talk to them, you know, a certain mm-hmm. people because, you know, in the hood, I mean, like like some of the places that we go to, you know, there's Stop Six, uh, you know, you, there's certain things that you can say to them, and there's certain things you can't say yep. to people. And, and and it doesn't matter what it, it, you know. There's all different races that live there. There's white folks. There's, there's you know, black folks. There's Mexicans, uh, even Asians. You yeah. know, yeah. just um, a, a lot of culture. Just of everywhere, culture. Yeah. especially there. You know, there's just different people. So, but they all speak one one language. You know, and yeah. that's you know they're that's just trying good, to get that's by. A good language, yeah, yeah, and that's a good language. Yeah, and they, but you know they're all just like anybody else. They're good working folks. Well, some of them are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're good. You know, they. But it goes back to what we was talking about. You be respectful. Yeah, if you're respectful to them, they're respectful. Right. No matter back, what you know? it is, like in situations like that, the the people that I find most disrespectful in this in this profession is the young ones just trying to trying to make a name for themselves. Oh right? yeah. You know they they think they're tough. Um, and they're trying to prove something like anti-law enforcement or, or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you know, you pull them aside and have a conversation with them, uh, not in front of their friends, it's going to be a different story. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up because the other day we had an incident where <clears throat> I'm not talking to y'all, y'all the laws. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And I'm like, no, we're not the laws, man. We're not, <laughs> nothing compared to that, but you know, let's, but it's. And then we had a police officer the same day. He goes, man, you guys deal a lot with the same people we deal with. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> do you guys wear vests? I, I do. Okay. Yeah, we do. Because right. we're because what we do, <clears throat> like I said, we're we're a lot. We, we go to the um, where there's a high number of stray dogs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we do a lot of darting and we chase a lot and you know going into people's backyards and mm, this you is never Texas, know what they're going. You know, you know, they come out and they come out packing. You know, sometimes yeah. you know and. Uh, I had a I, I had a just this terrible nightmare because uh, you know Jose and I would, had gone to this backyard and you know one time and we shot this you know we had darted this dog we, you know and he goes into this backyard and he's you know back there hiding behind the behind the shed and so we go out there and we're standing there and looking at the you know fixing to get the dog and next thing you know this guy comes out and we just hear you know oh, just God. the shift of the shotgun. And it's like my life, you know, it's yeah. like, I just thought to myself, this is how it's going to end. It wasn't the his dog. Was behind me. And it wasn't his and dog. It wasn't his dog. No, right. but we were in his backyard. Yeah. And so then I'm standing there and I'm looking, I'm thinking, well, shit, you know. And for the longest time, I had nightmares about that. And my biggest you. nightmare was that it was the same scenario and Jose takes off running and he shoots him. And I'm trying to get to him. That's in your mm. dream. That's in my dream. 
and I couldn't like, and you know how you feel like somebody like when you're asleep and you're trying to get up and somebody's you holding you yeah, down. You can't move. It was it was I had that I had that dream for like two weeks. Mm. Damn. Did you get to talk up? to the guy afterwards? Like the, the guy, guy with the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and did he like? No, what, he wasn't. He, he wasn't happy. He and, and, and that's the thing about it. He wasn't happy. Uh, even after you even explained. after we explained everything oh, what we man. were doing, you know, we're in uniform. You know, it has animal control on the back. Yeah. I don't know who the hell y'all are, and you know, you you fucking up coming in on my on my property and. You know, he doesn't have a front gate and doesn't have a back fence. And, you know, we're, you know, mm. it was just one of those things, man. You know, and, and after that, it was, it, you know, it was, it was really, I mean. And I don't care where you are. It doesn't matter whether you're in Houston, if you were up north in bumfuck nowhere. Yeah. That's always a possibility. <laughs> that's always a possibility. It's not, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, I mean, this might sound kind of, I mean, me, you know, being in animal control for so long. Honestly, I feel like if something's going to happen, it's going to happen to me, and that's that's how it's going to happen. Well, hopefully it doesn't. How much longer do you have till you can retire? Uh, probably about eight years. I'll probably go another eight years. Or that's something. good, man. Because I'm 52. All right. You know, and I'm still getting down there. And you look like my... in good shape. <laughs> you know? still getting after it. And you you're know? enjoying your job. Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot, you know. But, you know, I'm, I'm the type of – I'm just the type of officer that if uh, if some if shit's going to hit the fan, I'd rather it hit with me than anybody else because I worry about my – I worry about my people more. I worry about my fellow officers more than anything. You know, I'm not, I don't. I would like to. Hate, I'd hate to be on a call and something happened to one of them. I mean, I get offended when they cuss them out. You know, when they get pissed <laughs> out and stuff. You know, I'm sure. like, hey, don't talk to them like that. You know. And I could tell when we met and just chatted after class, right? Like, this is your this is your like career period. Like, this right. is your life's work, right? Right. This yeah. is something that you love doing, and and so I think it's important that people understand like the reality of this profession and. Some people stay in it for a few years. Some people stay in it for a lifetime. And, and I think it's just, I, I want to commend you for doing it. For yeah. being able well, you to know, it. It, I, I, t I tell people all the time, because I can, I can look at somebody, and I may hate to say it, but I can look at somebody and say, ha, you don't belong in this. Oh, yeah. This, mm -hmm. this is, this is oh, not yeah. for you. This is not for you. This is, this is not for you. We had a guy that, that, that worked with us for a while. And, uh, we, you know, in, in, uh, he sees a, uh, a boxer that was chained up in this backyard. Well, in Fort Worth, you know, you can't have a dog chained up or anything like that at any time, whatever. And the lady who was Hispanic, she was a Hispanic lady. So he goes, hey, man, I want you to come over here and, and translate for me. And I want you to, you know, let's, let's explain this to her and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, you know, let's educate her. Mm -hmm. Let's do a little education on mm -hmm. her stuff. Because really, we, we, we do on this straight team stuff, we uh, zero tolerance. We write tickets. We write a lot of tickets, okay? So we just happened to be chasing a dog, and he looked over and sees this dog chained up. So he comes over there and he's telling her, you know, the, through my translation, and I'm, you know, first it was going great. Mm -hmm. Then he goes, now I want you to ask her, would she like to be chained up? Right, he said that to you to ask her? To ask her. And I looked at him, I said, yeah, you're fucking my dude. I'm not going to ask that. I'm going to tell that lady that. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, he came and, in there with that power struggle. Yeah, he, he and, and that's what I tried to, and he would say, he would tell us, he would tell us, hey, uh, uh, it's, it's not my fault you guys don't love animals. No. What? I, 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 I love my animals, okay? I do. I love my animals, and I care for animals, you know? And I'm going to do what I can because if I don't keep my cool and I'm not the – and, 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 and be clear-headed, because sometimes you just want to grab someone it's like, what the fuck's wrong with right. you? Know, you just want <laughs> right? to shake them like, all, you stupid yep. ass, what are you thinking, you know? But you can't. No. You can't do that because the first time that you, the, the first time that you do that, 
It's over. Yep. You've lost it. You don't have no business doing this. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that do this that shouldn't do it because yeah. that's their mentality. Um, where they have, and I'm like, you know, I mean, some people like to humanize animals. Mm. I don't do that. Pet parents? Oh, mm. we just had Dan. an episode on that. <laughs> I mean, I don't do that, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, like, like I said, I have my animals. I love, I got a horse that I just love. I mean, I love him. I mean, I like, I go and I hug him and stuff, you know. <laughs> I love the guy, you know. That's my best friend. And I love dogs, you know, I've always, but I don't own a dog because I'm not responsible enough. And I tell people that people, oh, I bet you have about what, five dogs at your house. I'm like, shit, my <laughs> yeah. wife has two dogs. Those are her dogs, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, but uh, yeah, I, 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 that's the one of the things that I don't, you know, I don't get too far into. You know. So for our listeners, man, what is one takeaway you could give to them to like, just understand how it's done in Texas, what might be different here than, you know, somewhere else, or what's what's special here in Texas that, you know. What's well, Texas, man? I mean, what else can you think? I mean, any, any part you go to is Texas. I mean, it's, yeah. it's all, you know. Yeah. The, the, the thing about Fort Worth that I like about Fort Worth is, so I'm, I'm, from, uh, I'm from Lubbock. I'm originally from Lubbock, West Texas, okay? And I'm actually from outside of Lubbock. It's called Acup, but nobody knows what Acup is. we got a blinking light, a steakhouse, and a cotton gin. Okay? That's it. Uh, yeah. Everybody's friendly, so you you know you go down the road and you wave. Everybody's Every, and, yeah. and you know you just wave. You know everybody just waves at each other. Yeah. And they're like, here I am in Fort Worth, and you know I wave at people, and sometimes they just look and they look at me. You know, like who the hell is that guy waving <laughs> at me? You know. But the thing about you know anything that's about special about Texas, especially Fort Worth, it's to me. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, there's some bad spots, and there's some there's also some great spots, and there's also great people. I love the city. Mm. I mean, I love the city of Fort Worth. I love the people. They're great people. I mean, they're nice folks. Uh, there's a lot of hardworking people. And, I mean, I can't say nothing bad about it. You know, I never have. I mean, I love Fort Worth. I mean, then I wish I would have moved a long time ago. But, you know, it didn't happen that way. And, I mean, I, I, I appreciate the city, you know. And I think it's important, like, just hearing you talk about it, and I'm sure the listeners probably can hear it in your voice as well. You just you got a passion for what you do, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's just being in the community as somebody that can help people and help animals, like I think that's the biggest thing. Right? I, I try, yeah. I try, I try. You know, and I and, and it's uh, I always use the uh, the 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 phrase is uh, we're the voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 the, we're basically protecting mm-hmm. a voiceless creature. You know, they mm-hmm. they can't they can't speak for us, man. Mm-hmm. They they can't come out and say. I don't hey, know. Have you heard those huskies? Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> have you heard them? Yeah, we're screaming, so but nice. I mean, and and it's up to us that we're healthy. You know, we got to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We got to get mm-hmm. enough sleep. We got to eat right. We got to do all this stuff because if we have a clear mind, then when we go work and we go to our jobs and we do our shifts, when we go when we go on our shifts and stuff and we're working, then you know we got a clear head and we got a clear, you know we're able to do, make those those rational decisions because sometimes the decisions that people make can affect, and it's just like this you know just a, like a domino effect i mean mm. everything just goes yeah. to hell you know and you have to make that right decision and the best thing to do is if you come across an animal that's in a you know cruelty situation the best thing to do is get them out of that situation and if you're all flustered up and and not thinking straight well that's the thing i think look we all have that aspect of like emotion emotional intelligence but when you start making decisions just based off of your emotion mm. yeah. a lot of times the the case can go yeah see and that's south. what people there's some people that can't do this well, yeah, because like, and they and they say that to you. I couldn't do your job. Oh, oh yeah, yep. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that all the time. Like, yeah. I had this one lady one time. She's like, 
how do you sleep at night? And I was like, on a pillow? I was, I, I was thinking, I was like, I mean, are you trying to pick me up? What are we doing? What are we talking here? What's going on? I mean, <laughs> naked. <laughs> naked. And I know someone in this room that sleeps naked. Hi, Tabitha. It's a live studio audience. <laughs> Charles, man, is there is there anything you want to share with listeners that we haven't covered? Man, I, I know um, your story is so deep, and um, you know, I think you and I talked offline a few years ago about you know a, a horrible case, but like positive stuff, things that you'll always remember. Positive. 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 You're welcome. See, now we can see each other face to face. I just gave her this look like. <laughs> What's the, what Didn't can I say stop to her? me. There's another term I could say to her. We ain't with. No what, comment. <laughs> so yeah, man. Anything, anything else for our listeners? Well, I mean, as far as as uh, you know, people that 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 do this job, man. I mean, I, I commend them. I mean, there's there's a lot of good people that do a lot of, a lot of good work, and Absolutely. you know, and and I'm gonna say I'm an old school guy. And I might do things that we know you uh, use a lariat. Yeah, no, you can use a lariat. That's <laughs> OG stuff. That's OG right stuff, you know. But you know, I might do stuff different from what the the newer people are doing nowadays and stuff like that. But I do commend a lot of these the, the officers that get out there and mm-hmm. and, uh, and bust their ass. You know, I mean, I went to the uh, you know the girl that passed away. Oh, yeah. You know, we lost two officers two of here. Two yeah. Of mm-hmm. And I went to that funeral, and uh, I went to the girl's funeral. And it was it was sad. Super I mean, it was sad. sad. I mean, they're they're just doing their jobs. I mean, we were mm. just doing their job. You know, they was, went got up to go to work. You know, I talked to and I talked to some of the police officers and bless them, bro. I mean, they I felt bad for them and they were they were there. They they saw they saw what happened and they were telling me about it. And I was just like, man, I really don't want to know that. You know, it kind of yeah. broke my heart. Yeah. But you know, these people got up to go to work. Yeah. She's a mother. Yeah. She left the, she left a 15 year old boy. Husband mm. left their husband. Yeah. She was going to work. They were picking up a dead dog off the highway. Just so routine, right? So routine. Yeah. They probably done it a hundred and zillion times, right. you know. And I and I and you know in in my head I can picture it because I used to do it. You know, yeah. I used to sit there and I had a buddy, <laughs> I had a guy, I had a buddy of mine that we worked in Lubbock and and uh, we'd work the weekends and we'd ride together and we'd say anything that's dead on the right 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 side of the road is mine. Anything on the left side is yours. <laughs> in the middle, we're just gonna have to flip for it. You know, we would do stuff like that. <laughs> So I could just think about, yeah. you know, something like that happened between me and this guy, and I could see these people, you know, these officers going and and stopping. You know, they said that she was opening the door and she was exiting, Man. and this guy hit him 65 miles an just hour. Mm-hmm. No skid marks. Nothing. She, did they get him? They catch him, dude? Yeah, he was there. Okay. They said he was distracted. On his phone. Uh. Whatever, yeah. Whoever knows. I mean, who knows? But the, but the guy, the, the male officer, he was, uh, what, the, what they were telling me is when they got there, she was. Uh, she had been thrown from the vehicle, and the guy was still in the cab. And her partner. It, it, her partner was yeah. in the cab. And, he's, and he it was several days. Like a, yeah, like a week later. It was, like, it was like two weeks. Like yeah. a week and a half. Well, I, I wanted to end on a positive note. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm just. We, you know, and it, it's a stay safe. Yeah, stay I mean, do I mean, what you got to do. Look, and if anybody needs somebody to talk to, uh, we got people in the room that that are here. Whether it's talking to Charles, whether it's me, Bishop, me and Bishop. Whether it's new girl, Miss Jaden, Officer Rhodes. I call her Officer Rhodes. She says Officer Rhodes. That's her thing. Officer she's Officer Rhodes. the. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we're all we're just a. Honestly, we're just either a, a private message away. My show, my f- cell phone's in the show notes. Like we got people out here. If I'm not available, there's so many people willing to talk. So if anybody does need to talk, hit us up. I think that's what's really important mm. at the end of the day. We do a job that is. Um, 
Underappreciated. Yeah, underappreciated and just like, <laughs> un, like, but it's hard. Like I, you know, I worked in a, in a department where it was really hard uh, for a lot of different reasons. Management, it was, it was hard there, and and you just didn't get the support that you you needed and, and deserved. It, it, before you never you, you would never pay, get it. They're paying people big money too, and so even at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like starting out, like people start out right around like seventy grand to do animal control, right? Just uh, regular uh, animal uh, control. Uh, but I don't do this for the money. But that, well, here's my here's my point. Like if you put a barometer in that department now, I've been gone. I've been removed for almost seven months, but. I would imagine they still have some of the same struggles that they had when they were paying people $40,000. Like the money doesn't change it. What changes it is, is truthfully the support and the atmosphere that you get from above. And like, you know, me being a new supervisor, my goal is to really provide guidance and, and really help people grow, whether it's in the profession themselves or whatever it is in their life, right? And I think that's important when you have somebody that's willing to support you as an individual, not just you as a, an employee, right? Right, that's right. And, yeah. and we are all here to support you as you mm-hmm. even if you're not getting it from your department right like yeah there's there's a lot of there's a lot of departments like you know when i started i, I think about it a lot I like how this has evolved mm-hmm. you know because in 96 bro you were i mean picking up dogs man we were picking up dogs you're a dog catcher yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. exactly like, and not a good one but i was trying to be a good one <laughs> not until i got the rope until i got the rope but i was trying to be a good one but you know like I've, like you know, I've, I've, every struggle that I've ever had in this job has been what I've seen happen with humans, with people. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was telling him one time I worked with a, I worked a case one time where a little boy was killed, and I'm not going to get too into it because it, it, it's still, you know, I can see it. It was how many years ago too? That was in '98. Yeah, so I believe it was in '98, man. Yeah, we're talking. Almost. He was four. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I was the first one there. I, you know, I was the first one there. And it was terrible. I mean, it was bad. I'm telling you, it was this, this was a bad situation. And what, what stood out to me when we when you told me that story is they offered you know support to all the they police officers. They offered everybody else. Hey, yeah. so so what? So basically, what happened is this little boy gets gets attacked by some Malamutes that were chained up, and he got in the middle, and they played tug of war with him. And oh. so um, it it uh so the dog that so when I got there, basically you know um, the dog tried to bury him and was sitting on top of him. Wow. And so I looked around, I could see blood, and I thought, oh, shit, you know. And I look over, and I just see the little blonde hair sticking up out of the dirt, the little red dirt. So I go over there, and I, and, and I get the dog off. That dog wasn't aggressive. The other one was. And uh, so I go there, and I grab him and, and, and lift him up, and I look down, and I see this kid. Wow. That's tough, man. Wow. And then for them not to give you the support that you needed. Right, and being able to really talk about it, that, you know, you know yeah, Damn, man. And that's 23 years ago. That'll never go away, unfortunately. Right, um, you know, the thing of it is, is that everybody that got there, you know, they were freaking out. Yeah, and there I was. I wasn't gonna leave them there. No. And so um, everybody that got there freaked out. Everybody freaked out. I mean, from. From the first fireman that got there, from the paramedics to the policemen, everybody freaked out. Mm. And uh, they just looked at me like, you know, they never, you know. You were just there to deal with the dog. You were just a dog. Yeah, exactly. Dog it, was, it, it was like, you know, I saw him. I was there. I was with them. You know, if it had been up to me, I would have taken them with me, mm. you know. Definitely. But um, nobody ever asked me. 
And then they say, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Whatever. Yeah. They didn't, I didn't even get a day off yeah. after that. I didn't even get a day off after that, you know? And this was bad. I mean, this was, this was, this was terrible. This was, this was ugly. Yeah. And, but not one person, not, no, nobody from, from the police department, nobody from, from the city. They never just came up to me and said, hey. Uh, they looked at you as kind of, in a sense, disposable or routine. You know what, you know what I was told? You know what, you know what they told me? Uh, we had this dumbass supervisor that was there, and she said, well, you got the shittiest luck. Jesus. Wow. That's what I was told when I went back to work the next day. Because, in matter of fact, it happened, I want to say it happened a little bit before Thanksgiving. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, so when there was, there, was, there really wasn't much mentioned in the paper or anything like that. You know, it wasn't a big deal. But, um, it, it was around this time of the year. It was this time of year. It was kind of cold. I remember it was on a Sunday. I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. it was on a Sunday, and it was one of those where this guy says, hey, where you at? And I'm like, where you at? And he's like, oh, man, you going to handle this call for me? Some dumbass got bit over here on the west side. That's all it came in as? They came in as a bite. Yeah. And so I was like, god damn it, dude. I said, can't you just do your own shit? And he's like, <laughs> oh, come on, man. He goes, I'll buy you a hamburger. I was like, all right. And so I go to this, this, uh, this place that's on the west side of Lubbock, and uh, it was a trailer park. It was like a little, you know, they had these mobile homes, and it was a six-foot fence that split these whole, there was like ten houses on this side and ten houses on this side. And they had a dead-end road on this side and a dead road in on this side. Mm. So I'll go to the, to the spot that where they said it, it, where it happened at, and um, I'll go knock on the door, and this guy answers. And I said, hey, man, I said, you get bit? And he's like, no. And he goes, hell, I don't think anybody even owns dogs here. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. talking, he goes, oh, you know what? He goes, come over here. So we walked down to the, where the fence was, and there was a tree. And then up there a little bit was another tree. And he goes, you see that? You see that blue house over there? And I was like, yeah. He goes, they got dogs. He goes, because he goes those are the only called, ones I know. Who called it in? Nobody knew. Oh, shit. Nobody wow. knew. And so I go, that's when I walked down there. And this one over here, was they were Malamute Husky mixes. And this one was trying to get me. And uh, that's when I saw the other one. Sitting on him. Sitting on him. And so the kid was from the house is over. Mm-hmm. He had gone through, he had slipped through the, the picket fences. So he wasn't he even to, in his own yard. It wasn't his dogs. No. And what was, what was crazy about it is I, I knew that kid. I had dealt with that mom and kid. At a, at, she was living with her dad. Okay. And so the little boy, he was, uh, he had gotten bit by that, by those two, those two same dogs, like a week before, but she didn't say nothing. Mm. So, and that was another thing. So, the uh, oh, and 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 the and the owner of the dog showed up. The dogs showed up, and I found out after the fact. Like I think it was like five years later, uh, he committed suicide. Wow. Like he, he, it, it, it affected him that bad. The owner, the, the owner, he was, he didn't know what to do. He was like, he was, I mean, he, they had to, they literally had to give him a shot to calm him down. And they put him in the ambulance and took off with him because he was, he just, That's he flipped, terrible. man. I mean, he flipped out. But, um, so we're, I think I want to say it's like two, it was like two houses down. The little boy had walked in between and we went two pickets, man. He just opened them up and walked right through them. And then I think he was trying to walk between the two dogs, and this one, this one knocked him down, 
and this one had him by the foot. This one had him by the foot, the one to the left, and the one on the right grabbed him by the throat. Mm. And so that's what happened. I commend you for being able to at least talk about it. I, I understand it was 23 years ago, but you're right, you do. Like, I, th I think for the people listening, like, just sitting here with you, right? Like, and, and I heard the story before, you and I shared some, some time, but it still hits me the same way, right? Like, it's a tragic, tragic situation that you had to endure. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think people, whether you're doing this profession or, or people that just want to know more about this profession, right? Like, you never know. You never know. Mm -mm. What you're you never get, know. What, you never know what you're going to get I, get uh, the truck on. Here, uh, in 20, I think it was 2010, we get a call there, there in, uh, in Fort Worth, right? And so they say, uh, it came in about, I think it came in like at 10 o'clock, and I had just got to work. It was like 10 or something. And, mm. and uh, <clears throat> hey, you know, the dispatchers, they were bullshitting with me. They were good girls, man. I used to work with They are funny. Hey, can you go handle this call? There's a dog drowning. It was, in, it was January 15th. I think it was. I think it was January, but it was cold. There's a dog drowning in one of those ponds at a new uh, housing addition. Yeah. I was like, no oh, shit. Was that all right? So I take off. So from where I was at to get to her, to that to that location it took me 22 minutes. And you ain't got sirens. And, and you ain't got sirens. sirens. <laughs> Nothing like that, you know. Yep. But then I was thinking, what the hell am I gonna do? I can try to rope the dog, you know, out, out the water and pull him out. Yep. And I've done that before. And so um, same thing, you know. I get there and and. Uh, I look over, and it's calm, and they have this, they have this, this fountain going. Mm, in the middle. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, shit, I don't see nothing. So then I drive around, and uh, it's like a park. I come back around these row of houses, and it comes into like a little cul-de-sac. And, and I get out, and I walk by, and there's this SUV, and it has, uh, I love my, uh, uh, what would they call it, a little whippet. Little oh, greyhounds, the, miniature greyhounds. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the, um, the Italian. no Italian greyhounds. Italian yeah. greyhounds. They was like, Thank oh you yeah. For our audience. You're welcome. <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, I like so, having an audience. So they had the they had the little signs. I love my Italian greyhounds. Uh, and so anyway, I look in there and I see that somebody had just gone to the grocery store and stuff like that. And I walk out there in the playground and I go to the pond. Well, there was probably about two inches of uh, of ice around that pond. So I'm stand. I go like I stand out there, man. I go all the way out there. I thought, man, this is pretty cool. Uh oh, Paula. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, the, so the next thing I know, this 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 Italian greyhound comes running up to me, and I'm thinking, what the hell? So I look around for the owners, like oh, I'm gonna write somebody, I'm gonna write somebody's ass a ticket for letting the dog out in the park, you know. So I go out there and, and looking at the dog, and the dog comes running up to me, and he would get like two or three feet from me, and he would start barking. And then I would try to go over there and grab him, and he would take off running. And then he would stop, and then he would come back. It was like Lassie. What's his name? I was gonna say, is his name it, Lassie? It was almost like, it was almost <laughs> like Lassie. So I start, I start following him, and this dog takes me from where I started all the way around to the other side of the pond, and I find a cell phone, keys, and a jacket. What? Oh no, suicide. And, and then I look over at the water, and I felt it, man. It was like the, the owner tried so, to go after their dog. Try to okay. So so come to find out. <clears throat> The fire department got the call about a drowning dog. They got there. They saw the dog. They even they even described that they had, that the dog had a red collar, and it was a Rottweiler that it was in the water drowning. Okay. But they didn't see anybody. So, so the owner, the dog. her name was Andrea Benoit. I'll never forget that name. Man. 
she went to try to save her dog and she fell through the ice. And couldn't get out. And she couldn't get out. But I felt this. I mean, I was like, where I was at, I was just looked over and I was like, she's right there. Wow. She's right there. So, of course, I called back to, I think, yeah, I called dispatch. And I said, hey. No, I called, I called uh, what we call PIC and called the police department. I told them, hey, I need to get over here. Send the cavalry shit. Some, yeah, it's part, yeah. And so they're like, okay, we'll send a police officer out. So my brother, I have a brother that's a Fort Worth P, uh, PD officer, and he lived just like on the other side of the highway. So I called him. I said, hey, Jay. I said, come over here. Because what I was going to do is I was going to get the rope. Tied around you. I was going to try it around my waist, and I was going to jump in the water try to get her out of there mm-hmm. before they could get there. Maybe she was still alive. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so... My brother shows up, and I was telling him, I said, she's right there, bro. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll put this on. Mm-hmm. I'll jump in. You can, you know, something happens, you can pull me out. Uh-huh. He goes, nope. I said, I'm not going to do it. Man. <laughs> Charles, you, I mean. So I told him, I was like, look, man, we have to do something. Dude, I'm going to just say this, man, to all the, all the people here. The idea of... Um, of doing this job and and trying to have a, a like this image that you can't be affected by it. I, I oh, it affects you. It does. You know, it, it affected my brother because my brother was like, if something happens to you, he can't live with. I'm that. not. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. I can't do it. So that's that's the only thing. And 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 I, and I begged him. I begged him. I was like, look, we'll tie it to the tree. I'll jump in. You just pull it out. And I'll just pull her out. And if yeah. something happens, you just pull me out, Jerry. Yeah. And he's like, no, yeah. I can't do that. And I seen that it affected him because I looked at him and then I start I start seeing what it was doing to him. So it's like, so the police officer shows up and I tell him I was like, she's right there. I know she's right there. And so I have another brother that worked for MedStar, works for the ambulance service. You know, so they they the fire department showed back up and they knew they fucked up. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. they, they showed back up, and I'm trying to tell them, I'm like, I know where she's at, man. It's because, well, we need to get the dive team out here, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So we fight, we had to argue with them <laughs> to, get the, to get somebody out there. Mm-hmm. So mind you, this happened at 10 o'clock, between 10 and 10.30. By the time you got and there. By the time, well, I got there at 10.22. Yep. So by the time we argued with them, it was about 12.30, 35, something like that. They found her at 115 in the same spot and wow. told him where she was at. Fuck. And she was alive. When you were there? She was, she was, when they pulled her out the water, she had a heartbeat. Oh. And then she died. Oh, man. You know, and the, and the thing about it, and, and even at that, you know, even at that point, you know, I didn't get no time off. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody came up to me and asked me what, they wanted, they, I got an I got a, I got a accommodation from the mayor. What does that do you? And I, I was mean, like, you know, and, 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 and granted, I, I was, uh, look, I was more excited that he went to the shelter. To give it to you. To yeah. give it to me. And, and, and my other, my, 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 my uh, partners. My partners and everybody, all, my, all my, my officers and stuff, you know, that I worked with were there. And he saw them. Mm-hmm. I was more, I, that, that, that did more for me than anything. Yeah. And I get it. I get it, man, you know. And, and it's like I told my boss, he goes, why aren't you happy about this? And I was like. Why would I be happy? Yeah, somebody passed away. I said, this lady lost her life, man. I mean, and, you know, if, if she would have lived, then you know what? Fucking throw me a parade. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know? I was, I mean, I had, I had, people, I had, I had CNN calling me. I had uh, all these major news people calling me wanting to do interviews. And I was like, I mean, for what? You're a hero. And I'm like, I'm not no fucking hero. Where the hell do you think I'm a hero from? Yeah. 
I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't feel that. And I was like, no, you can't. You, you, you gotta, you gotta look at it as you did a positive thing. It's like, no, the only thing that I did positive was I came to work that day, yeah. and nobody else has to go through this. Well, and, and I think from my perspective, just being able to hear you be so transparent mm-hmm. and vulnerable with us on the show, I think that to these young youngsters out here, because you've been doing this for how long? Twenty long time. 20, Math is hard. Math is hard. <laughs> Math is hard. I did five years there, and I'm at 17, 22 years. 22 years. So all these people, you know, these youngsters that come in this game, like um, I'm going to be this big shot. If you can't, if you can't embrace your emotions and understand what goes on, you ain't going to and, 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 and I'll and I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. This and this is. I got in trouble one time. Okay, <laughs> because. Um, this girl was crying about a dog that she picked up and something happened and wound up getting euthanized. And so I go into the office and she's there crying. And I was like, what are you crying about? <laughs> oh, and I'm just going to say this. Oh, Fluffy had to get put to sleep and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, save everything. And I was, I looked at her and I said, and what are you? I'm kidding, Dan. Don't. And I said, why are you crying about it? And then she's like, well, because I thought he had a chance. And I was like, get the fuck over it. This ain't the first time. It ain't going to be the last. Get the fuck over it. How did you feel about that? Hold on. All right. Now, this was this was pre before I got hurt. <laughs> I got help. So then, <laughs> this was pre Charles, crazy Charles. And so uh, the stupid freaking manager, the the CSR supervisor, hears me, and she goes to the super. She goes to the main dude, and she says, "You know, he needs to go to sensitivity training." Okay. Okay. So then I was like, so so the, they pull me in the office and stuff. It's like, hey, listen. Uh, we're gonna send you sensitive. Uh, the city's got this sensitivity training thing, and 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 we we want you to go. And I'm like, I ain't going that shit. He's like, oh, you're gonna go. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, yeah, well, you don't go. You're gonna you're gonna be suspended for such and such. I was like, man, that's bullshit. And so my supervisor at the time, and he's a good friend of mine. His name is Barry Alexander, and he's an old school truck driver. And he just goes, you're gonna go, or. You're just going to get fired. <laughs> right. I said, okay, I'll go to this fucking class. So then I go to this, this, this class. and uh, <laughs> So I go to this class. And uh, so the CSR people, people that answer the phone for the water department and all that okay. shit. So they're in there. And, and uh, <laughs> so I go to the first time. I go, to this, I go in there and stuff. And I'm listening. And I had to go three fucking days, man. I had to go three <laughs> fucking days. I was so mad. <laughs> I was mad. And so on the second day or the third day, it was the third day, actually. Uh, the lady tells me, well, Charles, you've been in here for these past couple of days and you haven't said nothing. Is there anything you want to share? And I was like, no. She goes, we're all friends here. You can say what you want and blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like this. I'm like, so yeah, I can say what I want. And she was like, oh, yeah, we want you to say. And I was like, okay, first of all, <laughs> oh, boy. I told her lady, this lady, she was crying because she, she answers the phone and she works with the water department. Somebody called her a bitch. Oh, my I said, Jesus. You're crying because somebody called you a bitch. I said, you know what? I got called the other day. <laughs> I said, get over it. You know. And then so then after it was all said and done, this this lady and the lady looked like she should have been a librarian. The, the one that was teaching the class, she comes up to me. She goes, sweetie. Um, oh God. We're gonna go ahead and send you to some other. Um, well, you know, it's sensitivity. You're gonna. You need to go over there. You're gonna go with other people that. I'm kind of like more in your category. And I was like, category? And she goes, well, you know, just, you need help. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she goes, 
Yeah, you need help. So I go to this class, and then there's these firemen, there's these police officers and stuff, and we're in there, and I'm going to tell you. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. You were in a sensitivity training they with firemen me, and police. No, they sent me to a, a, a stronger sensitivity. I don't know what you would call it. You first but, was in but, one with like, like just like, like regular clerks, like regular clerks and stuff. Exactly, people clerks. Just yeah, because they, they didn't know what you did. Yeah, they don't yeah. know what I did. Right, but then you go in with firemen and police, but they can't give you the same support back. Exactly, and that's what I brought up after that. That's what I brought up. Has it changed? No. No. No, mm. no, it didn't. Because it won't. You know, because see, but see, the, the thing for change. the longest time, I, I was in denial. I was in denial that I didn't need help. So okay. there's a study that. That's fair. That that's fair. I was in, uh, for the longest time, and then one day I had a. I guess you could say I had my meltdown. I had my, my breakout. You know. Well, and mm -hmm. I think what's important, what you just said, is you were in denial. I was in and much so, denial. Who I see sitting in front of me right now is somebody that's in tune with their emotion, right? Mm -hmm. That's able to be transparent. And accept it, and I think other people can really learn from that. That's what's key. That's the thing, and yeah. people don't get it. Yeah, you know, and and when, so when, I, so when I was in this class, what what well, this group meeting, and, and there's like ten of us, you know, mm -hmm. like some of them are policemen, some are firemen, and stuff, and they're talking and stuff, and some fuckers were crazy. I mean, you know, like literally, I was like, <laughs> huh, you know, and so and it was funny because a lot of the cops that were in there, I worked with, you know, and so like we'd see, you know, we'd see somebody out in the field, and they'd be like. They yep. had a different <laughs> Yeah, they had a very different respect for me yeah. after that. Yeah. And I think that's what's key and, and that's part of the point that we do this show is like to give others that window into what we deal with. Because I never dealt with the things that you've dealt with, right? But mm -hmm. I can now have a better perspective of this could happen and let's say I do deal with something like that. Who am I gonna call? I'm gonna pick up the phone and I'm gonna be like, Hey, this call just me. happened. Call me. I don't I'm, care. You can call you can call me twenty four seven. Jaden does. Jaden <laughs> does. Jaden calls me twenty four seven. She'll go out on a call. She can be on a call She's like, doing my, whatever. My uh, fire alarm's beeping. <laughs> Why are you dissing I her like that, Dan? I can't reach the battery. Dan. But you know, she's like five foot. I don't. You thought I was short. <laughs> five one. But you, when when uh when I, I finally had my when, when I finally had my little emotional breakdown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I went to a really good counselor, man. Good for you. Bro. I went to a real good counselor. Matter of fact, it was one of the counselors they sent to the they sent police officers and stuff too, you know. And I finally I finally realized that I'm not that tough guy. Mm. I'm proud. And of you and you know that. people, and and it's like I said, I'm the type of guy that that I'm the I'm the I'm that officer. Of, if something's gonna happen, I want it to happen to me. Mm. So that nobody else has to deal with exactly, it. because I don't feel like anybody else can handle it like I can. Mm -hmm. Right. I get that. I appreciate you know, that. And, and, and that might be selfish. And, and yeah, that's very selfish of me. And, well, and you know, but I, that's, that's I don't the way think I look so. at no, it. No, 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 no. That is not, absolutely not selfish of you. That is the exact opposite of that because you don't want anybody else to go through mm -hmm. it. No. Well, it's a good segue, too, because... Um, you mean because Kelly is going to be doing help. something? We got some humane <laughs> help in the room, too, um, our, our live studio audience. But the reality is, like, hearing this, hearing this conversation, like, we didn't... Like, we didn't sit down and talk about what we were going to talk about. We just let it flow naturally. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's cool is people can really hear your story. And that's what it's all about on this, this podcast is how do we get those voices heard that aren't normally heard. And so I just, I first off want to thank you for making mm -hmm. the time. And you and I connected before yeah. um, and, just, and just setting up a time to do this. And then ob obviously we got to thank T Taka. Why do I always say Taka? I'll, I'll say Taka too. Man. It's Taka. Say ta Taka. Taka. Taka lot is what Taka I do. Um, but thank Taka Take for. Thanks, <laughs> thank, thank Taka for allowing us this space, man. Like, you know, we're about to go hang out and gamble for free, 
uh, next door and win some prizes. So that's, <laughs> that's going to be killer. Uh, but As gangsters. Gang, well, we got to go dress up. But Charles, man, I, I appreciate everything that you do. And, and honestly, the, to be able to sit here in front of you and, and just say like, you know, we met a few years ago and, and now to like have this moment, this bonding moment, like this room is it's a special environment, right? There's, there's th- things that obviously recorded that are here, but at the end of the day, like sharing that story with the group, sharing it with all of our listeners is huge. And so if anybody has feedback, shoot us a message. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely shoot it your way. I'll shoot you a text message if anybody says anything uh, out of support, because I think it's good to hear your peers support you and, um, you know, just keep doing what you do, man. Keep being available for your staff and, and keep being available for our I'm, You know, that's, that's the thing. I, I, I try to keep myself available for everybody, you know, because we all do the same. Heck yeah, man. I mean, I know what it's like. For, I know, I know, you know, I know what it's like to get in the truck in the morning when it's cold. Mm. I mean, Go come get on, that it coffee. ain't cold down here. <laughs> get you got Wisconsin coffee. in the room. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I know what it's like when it's cold, and you're like, God dude, damn it, what dude, am I doing? You have here? no idea. What the hell am I doing? We're talking about I start my truck ten minutes early. It's still cold in the middle when I get yeah, in there. What is it? Like, what's going, what is going on? Yeah. Man. I'm like the window. Oh, when you really need to go pee, and then somebody just don't shut the fuck. Hey, that one. That one I've been in. Let me tell you about that old boy. Down there. Oh, by the way, did Jet tell you? And I'm like, oh. don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, I gotta pee like. Hey, hey can you take me some fill this out? I'll be back in ten minutes. Hey, man, <laughs> I'm just, you put that on a piece of paper. The other day we were chasing. I ain't gonna lie, man. We were chasing this dog. And we were in this park, and and I had to, man, I had to pee like really bad, and it was cold and rainy. And this lady came up and started talking to me, and I was trying to hear up and take a beeline to the truck. And she was like, "Sir, sir," and I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Hitting the feet, hitting the feet." And then she's like, "Did I tell you that?" And I was like, "Okay, ma'am. Okay, ma'am. Okay. Here's my card. Call." And I don't ever give my card to anybody. Like, you're calling me. I gotta go. Call me. I gotta go, ma'am. I gotta go. There's just there's something going on over here. I got a 1096. She is the 1096. Uh, whatever. She don't fucking know. Something going on. 104. Oh yeah. 10. Oh yeah. Oh. Man, That's why people go. wear those. Clothes. I gotta go. She's like, well, I appreciate you talking to me. And I'm like, God damn it, I gotta go, man. I got to go. Well, on that note, we gotta go. We want to thank you so much, man, for sharing thank you your for story. Having us. Hell thank yeah, man. Thank you for having Jaden. I mean, yeah. I know she's a little weird. She's but. shy. Uh, no, right, end it with, what do you say again? Huh? We wit, we wit it? Oh, uh, what's up with it? <laughs> All right, so at, as you know, at the end of the show, what's up with it? But also, Bishop, now we're in person, so we can do this directly. We like to say thank you for listening. And keep it humane, humane man. You still messed it up. No. <laughs>